welcome to episode 24 of NPC Talk. My name is Inkernaut, and today is September 18th, 2015. And for today's episode, I am here with... Ooh, who am I here with? It's a recurring guest and a recurring audience, but now it's switched. The audience is the guest, and the guest is the audience. Kristen, you are my guest. Hello. Hi, and Parker is in the audience. Hi, Parker. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, well, in NPC Talk News, my, a couple of friends and I, we did a real-life escape game again. This one, we actually went into a room, and we did not beat it by, like, a minute or two, so it's really hard. This one was set in San Jose called The Mysterious Room. Uh, I highly recommend it. it. The room requires like 11 people, but sometimes a little less. So it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm pretty darn salty that we didn't beat it, but it has like a 4% um, pass rate. So they, they said we were one of the closer groups, but... Um, you tried. Yeah. Give like, <laughs> you a little balloon. Uh, um, okay, but... But for tonight, Hello. we are here for another top three. I love these interviews so much, and I'm so excited <laughs> that you guys are back to yeah. the top three. Local cast. Yes! Um, we had a lot of trouble setting up, but we got it going. Um, I helped a lot. <laughs> yeah, I love when you just sit there and splayed out on Chris's bed. Mm. It's very helpful. <laughs> Um, but before we start, Kristen, please tell us about yourself as a gamer. Wow. That always feels like a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I've been playing since, I don't know, like elementary school. My brother and I used to play the N64 together. Maybe an earlier than that, we have a Sega Genesis that I, I don't remember, but, you know, it's in my house. So it <laughs> has some use. Uh, I started with Final Fantasy, Legend of Zelda, you know, Metal Gear, 007, Goldeneye, mm. you know, a lot of classics like that, and then PlayStation 2 came out, and just kind of progressed from there, and I've been playing since. Recently, you know, you get more into PC, because it's just how it works. PC mastering. PC mastering. <laughs> um, yeah, and then just a lot of consoles, portable. Awesome. That works. You are a, one of, one of the many lifetime gamers out there. We uh, appreciate and love all of you. We have, you have a few of them on this show. Yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, uh, we're still we're still looking for the filthy casuals to <laughs> to interview. <laughs> so, <laughs> filthy casuals, if you're out there, please let me know. <laughs> we won't judge you. <laughs> Just the word "filthy" in it. <laughs> but but for tonight, um, we are doing a top three. Kristen, are you ready? Uh, yeah. Awesome. Okay, hit us off. What have you got? Alright, um, I guess to start off with, it sounds like someone else talked about it already, but I did want to start with Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, yes. Um, I actually didn't start playing that game until a couple years ago. Oh. Uh, I don't know why, I just, I'd like never heard of it, surprisingly, until someone I knew was just like, have you played this? And I was like, no, like, I don't even know what that is, it looks dumb. <laughs> and then I played it, and then I kind of fell in love with it. Just, like, the whole, like, the beginning, I don't know if you guys have played it, 
but the beginning of this game is like a long cutscene of the main character whose name I don't remember. That's <laughs> one of my favorite games. Um, you know, it's him like on a horse carrying a girl, um, like on a bridge, and it's like really scenic and mm. like really dramatic. And there's just a lot happening, and it's just really beautiful. And that's probably the first thing that I noticed about this game. Mm. Just as a whole, it's very, very beautiful game. Oh. Like everything about it conceptually is just really well done. So, okay, so the young man is named a Wander. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played it, so <laughs> so the this Wikipedia is helping a lot. Um, so. Going off of the whole beautiful art style, mm -hmm. how how did the game age? Did you play it on PS2? I actually played it on the PS3, so it was remastered. Oh, okay. Um, but I did go back, and I have played it on the PS2 since. It's a little different. Mm. Um, you know, the textures are different, and, you know, it looks like a PS2 game. Right. But it still f was really fun, regardless. Like, you, once you start getting into it, you don't really notice it anymore. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so... From what I understand in previous casts, Shadow of the Colossus, you are you're just fighting bosses back and forth. Pretty much. So you're this main character, Wander. Mm -hmm. Um you have a main goal and to in order to complete your goal, this like mysterious god from above, you know, talks to you and he's like, the only way that I'll bestow my power to help you is if you kill these giant colossi. Mm. And you're just like, Yeah, whatever. Like <laughs> I need to do my thing, so let's get to it. And so, you know, you go, and it gives you, like, a brief tutorial, and but, you know, at the same time you're fighting this crazy-ass monster that's really tall, and they, they like, move really sporadically, mm -hmm. and the whole time they're, like, throwing you off, but, yeah, you just fight monsters, and nice. they just progressively get a little bit harder, each one. Mm -hmm. So, so what makes it your top three? Music, definitely. Oh, the, really? Yeah, I... You'll actually notice through most of these games, music is a huge thing for me. Nice. Music and art style. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, the music of the game really, really helps. Huh. Like, it really draws the player into the world that they've created. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, like I said, the whole environment and the world building is really good. Mm -hmm. um, but I... I don't know, it's just such a dramatic game, and you get so sucked into it, and, like, at the end, I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's... Uh, it's... this game came out in 2005, I think I deserve to be spoiled. Alright, fair enough. So, um, you get betrayed, and... <gasps> <laughs> a shock, right? <laughs> um, so it turns out, like, the giant... oh, spoiler alert <laughs> for those who haven't played that are listening. Mm -hmm. Um... So the giant, like, god thing that you can't see is actually, like, some demon monster who's been locked away, mm -hmm. and he can't regain his form until all of the colossi have been killed. So you're actually doing his dirty work for him. Ooh. And in the end, he ends up, like, possessing you and, like, all the villagers. And so at the beginning of the game, um, when you're crossing this bridge, eventually it pans back to the, like, after you get into the building... Um, and you go down, like, the long stairs and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, eventually, it pans back towards the bridge, and there's a bunch of villagers chasing after you. Because it's, like, forbidden to go there. Like, you've stolen a bunch of stuff that you're not supposed to in order to get there. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's the sword. Like, it's a sacred sword that you're not supposed to have, but you're okay. just like, fuck all this. Like, I gotta, I gotta go do my thing. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so just like I wasn't expecting that at the end. Like I knew it wasn't gonna go well. Mm-hmm. Like, but I was expecting like the girl that you've brought there to, because she's dead, by the way. Okay. Okay. I feel like I forgot to mention that. Um, you bring a dead girl with you. Okay. Um, and she's like the love of your life or something, and you're trying to bring her back to life. So she's like, she starts dead. Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's already dead when you get there, and your whole purpose there is to bring her back to life. Okay, okay. And you're, you want this dude to help you out. And he's just like, yeah, like, I'll totally help you out if you do this for me. Like, that's the only way that I can get my power and help you out. Hmm. But then it turns out he's just like, no, screw you. Like, I actually just wanted to get free and destroy shit. Hmm. Does he bring her back to life at the end? Yeah. Yeah, she, I mean, she ends up coming back to life, nice. so... It just... What a... So, every time you fight um, a Colossus, going back to why I love this game so much, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is every time you beat one, the Colossus actually... I don't know what it is. It's, like, a black, like, set of strings or something, like, shoots out of it and, like, into you. Almost if it's, like, that's its soul. Okay. Into you or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's right, but that's always struck me as, like, really cool. And I was just kind of blown away by it the first couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, there's something about being the bad guy's pawn and not knowing it. It's just so great. Like, I don't know that's... It makes a really fun <laughs> twist in games. Yeah. Because oh. you never expect it. I know. You really... Sometimes... No, this one you didn't. Huh. And, like... Like, when you go forward through the game, like, the first time you kill a monster, you're like, oh, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. But there's, like, 23 of them or something. Mm-hmm. Like, 18. Every time you kill one, you start feeling, like, a little worse and worse for killing these innocent monsters. Huh. Like, they're just, they're not hurting anybody. They're just walking around, living, and then here you come, like, oh, I'm gonna kill you! <laughs> and then you just, like, you kill it. I don't know, for me, it was kind of heart-wrenching to be like, huh. I have to do this thing at the cost of something else's existence. Huh. So it was morally very weighing. That's awesome. I mean, not <laughs> awesome. <laughs> no, but... I get what she means. <laughs> it's an, it, it was very interesting to play, because I hadn't really played anything quite like it prior to that. Were the were the monsters supposed to be portrayed as like kind of innocent, like just natural creatures, or...? I mean... Kind of, like, yes and no. Some of them are, like, very antagonistic. Like, there's some, there's, like, one that's, like, a giant bird that just comes and eats you. Oh, okay. Or, like, tries to. You know, there's some snakes. I think there's, like, a boar where mm-hmm. you're in, like, a coliseum area and it, like, shoots lasers at you. Oh. Okay. I could be wrong. I haven't played the game in a while. I mean, shooting, laser shooting boars. But that's, like, what it felt like to me, so. <laughs> Excuse me if I'm incorrect. <laughs> but, like, some of them are just... There's one where it's just like a slow turtle, you know, and it's just like, what do you want? Go away. <laughs> but like, you know, they're all covered by stuff in their environment. Mm. You know, so they're tall, they all have like moss on them, or they're very hairy because it's the only way you can grab onto them. Oh, neat. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Okay. And so how is the art style in terms of like when you're playing the game? Because you're saying the cinematic art style is really cool. Is the gameplay art style kind of the same, or... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, like, really change. So when you go from, like, traversing the world on your horse, like, it'll cut, it'll do, like, a cutscene when you first get to the monster, and it shows it, like, coming out, but then it kind of just, like, goes back into the same style that it was just in, that you were Mm. just playing. 
So it doesn't, like, drastically change. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's not like, oh, like, we're suddenly fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, you change the camera, you have to, like, run and jump. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, and have you played Titan Souls? I have not. Well, I've watched Alex play it for a second. Oh, okay. I don't remember much about it except him blowing himself up. Did Titan fall? No, Titan Souls. Titanfall is the first person oh. pew, 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 pew. No. Titan Souls is this indie game um, by some people who I don't know. And they it's Yeah, they pretty much made Shadow of the Colossus again, but in like SNES graphics, so like sixteen oh. bit. Okay. And so yeah, so you're this guy who shoots a bow, but you it's like instead of a three D thing, it's just a top like a link to the past view. Yeah. And you're just like shooting. Um, I saw Day 9 play it, so... Okay. It, that's, like, the closest thing... To the experience. To Shadow of the Colossus I know of. But they had the whole, like, soul thing that you're talking about, so... Yeah. Like, I know what you mean. It was, like... It was very personal. Yeah, it's it's very intimate. Like, so... The only way that you can, like, actually hurt any of the Colossus, you have to use your sword. Mm-hmm. And it, like, works kind of as a beacon. It's the same way that, um when you're traveling the world, that's how you find each one. Hmm. So it'll, like, shoot, like, a light out towards the direction you need to go. Oh, okay. Um, kind of just as your guide. And then when you're fighting the monster, you actually have to shine that light onto the monster, and there are little, like, glowing spots that you specifically have to hit. Hmm. Um, and then, you know, the more monsters you fight, the more they'll have, or, like, they'll switch it up, and, like, sometimes you can only hit this one, and then you'll only be able to hit the other one on its arm. <laughs> that's so cool. Every time, like, you stab one of those, like, mm. like black blood just, like, shoots out. Ooh. And it's just, like, that's what, like, going back to, you know, me for feeling, like, really horrible playing this. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm, like, killing this thing. <laughs> like, it's bleeding all over me. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. I'm still gonna play it, but... Oh, you absolutely <laughs> Sounds heart-wrenching. I will absolutely lend it to you if you'd like. Okay, awesome. Yes. Um... For the viewers, Titan Souls, developed by Acid Nerve. Indie. Indie. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard of them, but uh, Titan Souls is a great game. My Buffalo. Recommended. Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you... Okay. Yes, Shadow of the Colossus. I haven't played it, but I really want to. And I will say it's on my queue, but, but my viewers hate it already because... Because I still haven't beaten Bravely Default, which is like my first one since, like, <laughs> episode one. It makes you one. feel better. He was playing it before we started. <laughs> he was working on it. I'm actually really close to finishing it. <laughs> but, but, but I'm not going to say anything because, um, because I already did, so whatever. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say anything, but here I'm going to tell you all the things I'm going to do. I'm going to put it on my queue. It's number 37 now. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. 35. Do you have any uh, Do you have any last words About last words Do you have anything Else you want to say About Shadow of the Colossus I didn't realize I shined the light on (laughs) Oh no (laughs) My last words The only thing about this game Is the controls Are actually a little wonky Like controlling wanders A little difficult (laughs) Like like I said, it's kind of a PS2 game. You know, it wasn't the greatest functions. So, like, his jumping's really weird. Like, you could be running, and you'll jump, and he'll be like... He'll jump, like, a completely different direction. You know, like, it, sometimes he won't grab onto the monster when he's supposed to, and just, okay. like, small stuff like that, but... 
That's it. You can always go back and say it's the game's way of telling you to stop doing what you're doing. Whoa. Whoa. It's your philosophy mm. over here. <laughs> Philosophizer. Philosophizer. Uh, I did want to ask, too. Yep. Uh, how did you think of... Because I know that people were saying the the way you figure out how to beat each Colossi is pretty clever. Mm-hmm. What, and, uh, do you agree with that? or? Oh, absolutely. Like I said, no Colossus is the same. Mm. Everyone you have to kill differently. Nice. Like, it's... Like, some you have to, like, purposely... Like, so, I think it was, like, an eagle or, like, a bird or something. Mm-hmm. There, when there's one like that. Where you have to purposely, like, ram it into, like, blocks and so it falls and then you stab it. And then okay. some others, you know, you have to, like, trick it. Oh, God, the one that I hated the most, mm-hmm. which surprisingly wasn't that far into it. I don't remember what number it was, but it's, like, this deer one. You go into this valley and then it has, like, underground tunnels underneath where it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a horse. Sorry, it's a horse. <laughs> Fucking horse. <laughs> so you have to, like, you have to, like, wave your arms to get its attention, and then you have to jump under the tunnel and go back around it to jump onto it. Otherwise, you can't get onto it, and it was the most frustrating fight <laughs> I think I'd ever done in that game. And I hated it. Oh, and I so did neat. it, like, it took me, like, four hours to figure it out, because I didn't want to Google it. Cause right. That's, like, the whole point. Right, like, you gotta figure it out on your own. God, I hated that one, though. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, everyone's different. Oh, that's super clever. Huh. Now we know how to beat the horse. <laughs> <laughs> Without even Googling. <laughs> what other ones were... Th- I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so that's, um... That's Shadow of the Colossus. Great game. What is next on the list, Kristen? Okami. Definitely. Okami. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> I Okay, so I played half of Okami. Okay. And then, um... And then I moved from... I was living in SoCal back then, so then I moved, and then I stopped playing it, and then I just never plugged back my PS2. But the amount that I did play, there's a lot of great things to say about the game. Yeah. Um... Okami, released on April 20th, 2006, 420, um, and it was for the PS2 at first, they have it for PlayStation 3 and Wii, mm-hmm. and it is developed by Clover Studio. I think they actually went bankrupt after this game, because nobody bought it. No way! Yeah. Wait, are you serious? Mm-hmm. Well, they went bankrupt after it, I don't know if it, Okami's the cause of it. When it came out, it wasn't terribly popular. It wasn't, yeah. Like, they only made, like, limited release of it, as much, like, as far as I can remember. Like, I didn't even know it existed until I went to... My brother's friend had it, and he lent it to us, and, like, we played it. And we were like, oh, shit, this is really cool, but, like, I think my PlayStation froze or something, so we're like, oh, fuck it. Like, <laughs> and then, you know, his friend wanted it back, and then I didn't hear about this game until, like, six years later, mm. when another friend of mine was like, I have this game, do you want to play it? And I was like, I remember that, like, it was alright. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I actually didn't hear about this game till Marvel vs. Capcom 3, <laughs> and <laughs> oh my God. Amaterasu is in it, the yeah. main character, and, uh, and I was like, what is this dog? <laughs> like, what? And then so I looked it up, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this oh game's God. amazing. Okay, so diving into the game, Kristen. Yes. What do you... Okay, actually, what is Okami? 
Okay, so you... Part of the reason why I think this game went over so many people's heads is because you really have to understand um, a lot of Japanese, like, mythology. Because every, like, almost every character in this game has some basis in Japanese mythology. Mm. You know, like, the main character is the sun god Amaratsu. Mm -hmm. Um... You know, you have the nine-tailed fox, which is super tricky. Mm -hmm. You have Nagano, and then there's, like, the whole, like, story with him, and the lady whose name I don't remember, um, and, like, Orochi, the eight-headed dragon. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a ton of stuff that I could totally see going over people's heads. And, like, at the time when I first played it, it went over mine. Mm. Like, I didn't get it. I was just like, oh, here's a dog. <laughs> I get to run around. That, that's one of the best parts. <laughs> You're running around as a dog. It's kind of interesting, like, not being, like, a human character. Mm. Like, because other than, like, Animal Crossing and maybe some other, st other stuff like that, like, you don't really interact with a lot of characters that aren't just hmm. not animals. Or at least games I played, I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, like, now that you mention it, um, like, you know, you've, you've like, ridden horses before in a game, right? Like, yeah. Epona or whatever. And so... It, it's actually pretty interesting because it kind of feels like that same feeling, but the whole game, right? Yeah. You're, you're on all fours. You you can't like grab things you, unless you use your mouth. Yeah, you bite stuff. Yeah, you bite stuff. And you hold it. You don't really. Yeah, you don't really do things that humans do, and um, ah, I never realized that. It, it yeah. really did add a different dynamic. Yeah, it was just a very different game because, mm -hmm. like, again, you're not a human. Like everything you do is slightly different mm -hmm, mm -hmm. from a different perspective. And as a sidebar, that's probably why you like Twilight Princess so much. Yeah, probably. Because you play as a wolf for a lot of it, too. Yeah, it kind of has that mm. same feel. I do like running. <laughs> um, so Okami, apparently in Japanese, literally means great god, great spirit, or wolf. Mm -hmm. Written in this um, character that... That I can show you guys. But, but oh, it's very <laughs> interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, how does Okami play as a game? What kind of game is it? So, it's very open world. Mm -hmm. um, but you still have, like, a very... kind Not, like, super linear, but you have, like, a pretty linear goal. Yeah. Um, the game starts... You're actually a statue when you begin the game. Um... It prefaces with one of the characters in this village that you start off with going to um, the lunar cave where the eight-headed uh, dragon was sealed up by mm -hmm. the by Amaratsu like a thousand or a hundred years ago, mm -hmm. um, and he's just and he's the descendant of the person who sealed um, Orochi away the first time. And he's just like, oh, well, you know, if I'm so great, like, if I'm really the descendant, like, I'll be able to pull this sword out, like, no big deal. And then he does, and he releases Orochi, and he's like, oh, crap. <laughs> and he, like, freaks out, because now he's just released, like, a hundred years of darkness upon the world. Right, good times. And by the world, I mean Japan. <laughs> so, Same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he, like, freaks out, he goes back to his village, and he's like... And then, because he's unleashed a hundred years of darkness... You know, all of the worlds become what's the word? Like paralyzed, kind of. Yeah. You know, they're like dark, dark spots and infected, almost. Yeah. Frozen. 
yeah, like there's yeah. So the town that you start off in, like I said, you're a statue. You are the statue that they made of this great dog god Amaterasu. Mm-hmm. Um, and your time has come again to save all of Japan from a hundred years of darkness. Mm-hmm. So you know you break out of your statue and a giant or not, yeah, like a uh, the Sakura tree spirit. Um, right. Comes out mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she's just like, "Oh, Amaratsu, thank God you're awake. Like, here, take this. Go into my tree. Go get your power back." Mm-hmm. And so you go into the tree, and from there it just kind of goes. You have to unfreeze your town because mm-hmm. she protected it um, from getting uh, like messed up by the darkness. Mm-hmm. But you know, you have to go out and. So when I say the game's kind of linear, you have a path, but at the same time, you have to go around and, you know, purify all of the dark areas. Mm-hmm. So, like, there'll be dark spots that you can't even go in, or else, like, your power drains and then you die. Right. So you have to go purify the land by re-blossoming um, Sakura trees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's really cool. So there's... Um, a lot of that stuff that you have to do. You fight a lot of enemies that you get, like, kind of points from. Like, it, it's not quite how it works. But, so, it's not like they're just, like, wandering around. It's like little floating scrolls, and, like, you'll run into one, and then that, it, like, opens up, like, a barrier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, you fight them in there, and, you know, based on your time and stuff, you'll get more points, and whatever. Oh, yeah. And then, like, the more good deeds you do, and, like, the more trees you save and animals you feed, you get spirit points, Mm -hmm. which actually are what help you, like, get more life and more ink for Mm -hmm. your your tail brush. (laughs) Right, right. Um, And then you just kind of go through the game like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All I remember from that game is that that painting was a pain, because I had a... I did it in the PS2, Yeah. and so you have to use it with the right control stick, and you're, like, trying to... Like, write some, like, calligraphy, and you're just like, oh, this is so hard. Well, the painting was a big part of the game, too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, it is. You have to, as a great god, um, you initially had 13 powers Mm -hmm. um, called, like, the slush, and you get, like, a little buddy who wants to steal all of your, your, like, brush techniques because he's a great painter. Mm, you clearly don't remember that. <laughs> I don't remember him. Um, <laughs> he's a grasshopper, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jimmy Cricket. No. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Um, so he's, he dubs all of your brush techniques as the celestial techniques. Mm. And in order to get those, you have to, like, free areas from, you know, the dark spot areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only way that you can find them, they're actually in the sky as... Um, constellations that you have to complete with your brush. Right, right, right. Yeah, so you just... And then throughout the whole game, you have to keep getting more to keep progressing. And it plays a lot into it, because there's some parts that, like, there are even some monsters that you can't fight unless you have specific brush techniques. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of, like, the the whole combat system, the platforming, puzzling, um... People compare this game a lot to The Legend of Zelda. I guess I can see it. I mean, some of the puzzles are definitely very Zelda-esque. Very complicated. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it just has a lot to do with um, like having a, a vast world, and then your character who doesn't 
technically level up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're just someone who gains items or things to make you stronger or more mm-hmm. versatile. Yeah. And then um, through that, you know, you go through each dungeon and stuff. Right. Like through bosses, you'll get better weapons. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you find um, specific items, you can use those to make weapons. Yeah. 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 They play super differently, though. Like Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, feeling-wise. Um, and Amatras can jump, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right? It opens up a whole world to be able to jump. Right, like, you don't think about it, but jumping is a huge necessity. <laughs> Somehow it gets messed out yeah. in a lot of games. Come on, Link. <laughs> Get on that. Um, okay, so let's go into the the art style and the music and stuff. How do you like that? So, it's, again, it's really what drew me to this game Mm -hmm. after learning more about it. Um, I mean, for those who know me, I study a lot of art history. My main focus right now, East Asian art. Mm. So a lot of that stuff is very relevant to my studies, so I'm always very interested in it. Um, And so, just like, playing this game and like watching like them translate a kind of like a mythology into yeah. a game yeah, so yeah. interesting you know mm-hmm. but art style wise like it just it was really different for me like cuz you I hadn't really again I hadn't really played anything like it mm-hmm. you know it's just really pretty um the actual screen like has kind of like the tatami look to it that they cleared up with the HD version um, so it actually doesn't have that, yes. that kind of glossed over look. Yeah, yeah. But that was kind of what I liked about it. It kind of looked like you were just playing on a scroll. Yeah. Like, that yeah. was cool to me. And okay. then, you know, having to use your tail as a brush to fight monsters, like, that was super different. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of just the designs of all the characters, too, was really interesting, because they don't really look like traditional people. Like, they're very characterized. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like... They have, like, really long bodies. It, like, kind of like Wind Waker. Yeah. It was, like, Wind Waker bodies before Wind Waker? After Wind Waker? Been before, for sure. Be- yeah, it was definitely before Wind Waker. But it was kind of, like, my introduction into that, like, weird body types that weren't, like, superhumanized. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, now that you mentioned the whole, like, scroll-like thing... I really liked it as an art style. Like, when I was moving and stuff, I'm like, wow. Like, that yeah. whole, like, kind of blur effect and, like, yeah. moving around was really cool. It did kind of give me a headache, though. <laughs> yeah. So, that was an issue. If you have motion sickness, probably don't play this game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's definitely, like you said, they kind of got rid of most of it in the mm-hmm. Wii and PS, PS3, too? I know for the Wii, for sure, they got rid of... It might have been for the... PlayStation 3. I don't know. I just bought it, actually. I haven't played it yet, though. Oh, you have for the PS3? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, it was on sale. Nice. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, but, yeah, I really like the art style. It's just... It's... I mean... I don't know. I'm not Japanese, so I can't say anything, but it feels really Japanese. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. It's, like, very... Yeah, East Eastern and very... Mm-hmm. Has a lot of, like, Asian roots to it, and it's... Yeah, it's just, like, that uniqueness. It... They definitely, like, know the culture and the history really well and portrayed it very nicely into the game. So. Yeah. and Yeah, exactly. You can really feel where it's coming from. Yeah. Like, it, you know, everything's done very specifically. You know, everything, even though it's all kind of 
kind of like cell shaded, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. If, I don't know if that's the style for it, but even though it's like that, it's still just a really beautiful looking game. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like everything about it just kind of blew me away. Um, is it? I think it's considered cell shaded. See, I thought so too, but I've learned that not everything I think of cell shaded actually oh, is. Oh, I was wrong. You were right. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> but while you're looking stuff up, I do think going into like how this game looks and feels very Japanese, again, I think that's why it didn't do so well here. Mm. Like it a lot of people didn't have games quite like that. Yeah. You know, like we have a lot of games that take place in, you know, pretend worlds that you know, like like a lot of world building, mm-hmm. you know, like new universes, new like towns, new countries. Yeah. This is just in Japan, like 100%. Yeah. Like you go to places that are in Japan and you fight very Japanese monsters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is, uh, it is, what's it called? If you're not, um, like familiar with it, you can kind of feel... It's like a culture shock. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. The video game culture. Ooh, that's that's neat. <laughs> I like that. Um, okay, so apparently Wind Waker came out before Okami, which is interesting. But that, that surprises me because it feels diff- so so different yeah. in that way. But uh, it is what it is. <laughs> um, what do you think of the music for Okami? the same way that I felt about Shadow of the Colossus. It really just ties this game together. Mm. Like, everything you do is accompanied by really well done um, music. Like, I've listened to that soundtrack probably a million times. Oh. Like, on repeat. Oh. Like, there's specific... Because there's, like, five albums. Like, yeah, I was just looking yeah. at this. Five discs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My like, goodness. There's, there's a lot of music in this game. And I actually don't... Like, I forgot how long this game was this until, until the last time I played it. But it is a really long game. There is a lot that goes on. And, you know, there's a lot of interactions. There's a lot of, like, new places that you go to. You know, a lot of people that you meet. And then the music is just done in a way that really brings everything together so mm. perfectly. Nice. At least I thought so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so according to howlongtobeat.com... Okami just doing the main story and none of the extra stuff is 37 hours. Yeah. So it's... It is a very long game. <laughs> it's pretty but, hefty. You know, if you you get through it, oh my god, like, it's so worth it. So this is... I've been playing games pretty much all my life, right? Mm-hmm. This is the only game that's ever... It's kind of... It was the first game that ever made me cry at the end. Ooh. I was so completely overwhelmed with everything that had happened, and the ending, and just the way they did everything, and how they brought it all together. Mm. I was in tears. I was, like, out of my mind crying. No way. It was so good. Oh, that is so awesome. And, like, I think that's kind of why it's probably, like, my... in my one to two favorite games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it just... It's really blown me away, and it's one of those games that I actually play every year. No way, really? It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, every winter I play it. Mm. There, there really is something to be said about a game that can that can reach and touch your emotional level. You know, like um, 
yeah, I don't know. Like as great as you know Mario One is, like I don't I don't feel as emotionally connected <laughs> to right. the game. Right. Right. Like we love games because they're revolutionary, but I personally feel like there are so few that actually touch us that way. Yeah. Um, we actually just did a cast on this game called To the Moon, and. It, <gasps> That's on Steam, right? Yeah. Yeah, I Steam. bought that over the summer sale. Oh, it is so good. Is it? And super touching. Oh. And I cried. Okay. Yeah, it's touching in, in a sad way. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Why would you tell me that going into it? It's really good, though. It's so good. <laughs> um, yeah, so do you have anything else to add about Akami? Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, guys and girls, Okami, I highly recommend it. I I, was... I highly recommend it. <laughs> Do yourself a favor and play this game. Yes, I um, I'm just gonna say it. I'll beat it one day. <laughs> Number thirty-six. <laughs> Number thirty-six. It is. It has moved up further on my list because now that I'm thinking about it, I miss playing that game. So I want to go back to it. <laughs> Well, I have it for PlayStation 2 and PS3, so, Ooh. you know. Tempting. I bet it'd be really fun on the Wii. I mean... No. No? I've traded. Oh. I, I just don't like Wii stuff like really? that, though. Really? They said that the paintbrushing mechanic was... I bet that was probably easier, but yeah, I yeah. probably just got so used to it on the PS2. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, truth be told, I got I got pretty used to it. Like, right, like it's it's a it's it's a weird system at first, but once you like figure out what you're supposed to do, you you do it pretty quickly and yeah. you learn it pretty easily. Yeah, that's um, the system. Right, is you press a button and you move it mm-hmm. to actually brush it, and then you let go of the button to move the brush around. Yeah, and then like when you're fighting, it'll like depending on like what you know character you do, it'll either blow wind or like you can pull fire onto monsters yeah. from other monsters. Like, that was something I liked. You actually use... Like, some of the enemies, you actually have to use against each other to beat them. Mm. Like, that was cool. That is cool. I love... I love games where... Where the items and the abilities you find, you use them, like, everywhere, and you can use them for different purposes. Yeah. You know, some games, like, use the item once, and you're just like, yeah, like... Where's this thing I got? Yeah. I need it for the other 20 hours of this game. Right. Yeah. Good job, Akami. <laughs> Alright. Um, the third and final game for your top three. What have you got, Kristen? So for me, it was really a struggle between uh, Katamari and Journey. What's Katamari? Oh my god. Oh my god, Chris, really? Are you serious? I've never heard of Katamari. This is a oh. sad day for me. I don't know if we can be friends. You should turn it? this off now. Oh no! <laughs> I failed as a gamer! Um, I'm actually picking Journey, so you're fine. But we're gonna have a talk after this. Chris. <laughs> wait, wait, we need to have a play date where we play Katamari, Chris. Oh my god! Describe Katamari. You're okay. So, really quickly. Uh, so the basis of all Katamari games is that the Space King, the King of the Cosmos, destroys the universe, and you, as the prince who is his son, he's like, I'm too lazy to do this, so you go fix it. So you have to go and you have to fix all of the worlds by. Um, rolling up universes. So they'll give you... Oh, um, uh, I have heard of this game. Really. All right. Rolling up universes, that's that's right. <laughs> so where you're a little guy and you're pushing a ball and you're rolling over spoons and 
like, matches. Right, right, right. Eventually, you're rolling up elephants and cars. My favorite part is um, when you roll up when you get big enough to roll up the people because they start screaming. Oh, oh. <laughs> it, I know that sounds bad, but like if you've played it, there's it's so funny the way they sound. They're, they're, su- they're super blocky. They're goofy looking. Their they, arms like freak. I, I want to do it, but it's not flail. like you're gonna see it. But yeah, they like flail really intensely. Oh Chris, we need to make a play date. Okay. We'll just play Katamari okay. someday. Yeah, this game I remember got oddly good reviews. Yeah, because it's like really fun. You play this game for like ten hours, and you're like, "Where did ten hours go?" <laughs> it's like when you play The Sims, and your life is gone. Right. Um, developed by Namco on PlayStation Two and play- PSN. Uh, released first in March 18th, 2004 in Japan. So, mm-hmm. a, little, a little older game. I see we have a we have a PS2 kind of genre going today. Yeah. Yeah, but um, okay, moving on. We're to, not talking about Kevin. right. Moving on <laughs> to the actual third game in hand, <laughs> Journey. Journey. Oh, yes. So I'm sure the people listening have noticed that I have a thing for not like really combative games with. Mm-hmm like, really intricate combat systems that's not terribly important to me in games. Mm. You know, I, I'm i an artist. I write. Yeah. So, to me, um, world building and just storytelling is really more important. That's really what draws me in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what Journey does, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Journey, developed by that game company, one word... <laughs> And uh, did you not know that? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's that game company. <laughs> uh, for PlayStation 3, released uh, on March 13th, 2012. So, a newer game, a newer game. Fun fact uh, this game almost bankrupted that company. <laughs> <laughs> no way, really? Yeah, um, it, so the way that they wanted to build this game and the way that they wanted to like, design it was so intricate that they almost lost all their money. Like, I don't... If you've played Journey, you can absolutely see why they almost went bang. Oh, yeah. yeah. This game is, like, so... I don't even have words to mm-hmm. describe how beautiful this game is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So... <laughs> yeah, fun fact. Yeah, so, again... I haven't played Journey. I watched. Oh my God. I watched you, Day Nine play through it. What do you do all day? I <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I did watch Day Nine go through it, which um, I hear is about like half the experience because you really have to be in the world mm-hmm. to really experience the whole thing. Um, but I did get to see its beauty. Yeah. So that is something. <laughs> it's even better when you're actually playing. <laughs> There's a pattern where I watch Day 9 do a lot of things. <laughs> so, um, okay. Journey. Journey. Hit us off. What is Journey? Journey, it's kind of hard to describe. It is, yeah. Like, because you don't really know who you are. Mm-hmm. But, so basically, you are this person clad in a, um, for the beginning of the game, white, yeah, it's like red robe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then throughout the game, you are literally just going on a journey. Yeah. It's just you walking, going through the desert to the top of a mountain, and you have to overcome a bunch of obstacles. There's no fighting in this game. Right. Like, at all. Like, you're literally just walking. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool. <laughs> um, 
but throughout the game, there are little gold spots everywhere with like um, different like characters or like little designs. Yeah, yeah. And every time you pick one up, your scarf gets longer. Mm -hmm. And if you get all of them, your scarf gets like like really long. It's mm -hmm. crazy. And then you know, if you get all of them, you unlock the white robe, mm -hmm. and you can change into that once you get to a specific point in the game. Um, and then, you know, it really benefits. It's one of those games where getting that actually benefits you because there are certain parts where there are monsters. You can't fight them. Um, mm -hmm. But, like, you know, if they spot, like, they're, like, super ancient, like, blocky mechanical things <laughs> that, like, fly. And the first time I saw it, it scared the absolute shit out of me. I was like, I can't fight this thing. I don't know what to do. You know, but having that benefits you because. Um, you do a lot of jumping in this game, mm -hmm. and when you yep. jump, and then the longer your rope is, uh, you fly. Yep. And you can go a distance. And, you know, the shorter your scarf is, the shorter distance you can fly. So it's one of those things where you really want to get all of them. Um, but if you get attacked by a monster, it, like, rips your scarf up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's really unfortunate. <laughs> you only have, like, five, and then it, like, destroys your whole scarf, and then you can't <sighs> jump anymore. Like, that sucks. Do you, Can you get it back, or...? So, you can until the end. Mm. When you get up, like, I think, like, halfway through the mountain, it's, like, covered in snow. Mm -hmm. um, there aren't any more places to get them. Oof. So That's brutal. Yeah. Okay. And then it... It's really sad. <laughs> um, so, in terms of gameplay, while we're on it, like, there's, there's so much to be said about... Um, and kind of going back to how this game almost bankrupted itself, <laughs> it... They, it's because the vision for the game and the game design and the whole like philosophy and the and the great yeah like vision for it is just it's so like immaculate. It's so mm -hmm. well done. It's so they had like something in mind and they're trying to recreate this imagination. Um, like they really like you. They wanted you to be the character that yeah. you're playing. Yes. They want you to experience everything around you the yeah. way that it's supposed to. And yes. I, I feel like they absolutely did that 100%. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 10,000%. Yeah. And so, in terms of gameplay, like, it just added on to that game design, to that vision so much more. They did really subtle things, like, um, like, there's never, like, an, like, a giant arrow or, like, those, you know, like, like literal things, it's like go this way to continue, right? They would yeah. have they would have things in the world that just kind of point you in that direction, right? Like maybe like a beacon of light or yeah, I mean, kind of. It's like yes and no. So you really are only going one direction, and mm -hmm. that's just right. up. Um, but you know, you can kind of sidetrack on like some of the desert levels. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. there's some like little oasises and. Like little secret areas of like ruins that you right. can go to where you get you know those little like character things, but otherwise it actually is just very straightforward. Like you're going straight. Right, right. But um, what I'm saying is that like you know when sometimes when you're lost in a game and you're going like say the the wrong way, oh, they'll literally say like wrong way, please turn around. Right. But they don't do that here. They don't, they no. want you to be in the world, right? Yeah. So they yeah. If you get lost, you're lost, <laughs> and it takes you a while to figure out where you're going. Right, and. To, to kind of tell you where the next thing is, they use the world to, like, yes. you know, build a bridge or something very immersive mm -hmm. that you're like, oh, like, I know I'm supposed to go this way, but it still feels like 
the world is just being natural as it directs me in this direction. Yeah. It's beautiful. And they don't they don't have I don't think there's like any health bars or anything, right? No, it's just your scarf. Yeah, just your scarf. Just something very natural, just something you're wearing and just the the glow of it or the color, I guess. Yeah. Well, when you use it um instead of yellow, it like turns white. Yeah. And then when, as you're flying, the symbols on your scarf disappear because it's oh, like it's your so magic good. power as you're jumping. Yeah. And, and it, the thing I really liked about this game was kind of what you said, like mm-hmm. going into, like if you're lost, you know, it kind of benefits you to explore the worlds a little bit. Mm. Like there are specific parts in this game where, you know, you'll find like an ancient ruin or like something hidden and it actually tells you kind of the story of this pilgrimage that yeah. you're going on. Mm. You know, you'll unlock an area, or you'll find an area, and you'll do your, like, power burst thing. Right. And then it'll show you, like, a little scene, kind of like, um... I don't want to say, like, a cryptograph. That's not right. But just, like, you know, like a painting on the wall describing yeah, yeah. the journey that you and your people, or whatever you are, have done over and over and over. Like this is it's like it's weird. It's like your one purpose is to go on this journey. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It yeah, they're like like symbols, like hieroglyphs almost. Yeah. Like on the wall. Yeah. Really, really cool. Um yeah, it's just everything in terms of like gameplay and graphics and everything is just they just wanted you immersed into the game. They didn't want you to be like, oh this is like totally a game and I'm not actually in it. They wanted to be yeah. like, no you're this character. They, they want you to be, like, obsessed with this game. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't put this down. Yeah. And it's not a long game. It only takes you, like, two hours to beat it mm-hmm. in its yep. entirety. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, if you can't play a game for, like, two hours, you probably <laughs> should find another hobby. In <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, short attention span, really quick. There, there are games, like Tetris, that, that's like two hours in less. Oh yeah. But um, but moving on, what are the graphics like? <laughs> okay. Um. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah. if that's a good way to describe it. It is. But it's unbelievable mm-hmm. the amount of work that they put into this game. Yeah. Like I said, they almost went bankrupt just <laughs> like designing and building this game. Mm-hmm. When you're there is a part. That's actually one of my favorites. Um, you're sliding down the sand part, yeah. and you're going through like a ruin, and you see the pillars, and you're going through it, and like the sun is setting, and it's shining like on the sand, mm-hmm. and it's just like glistening everything around it. It's probably one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen yeah. in any game ever. Yeah. Like it was unbelievable. Yeah, it's like it totally took my breath away the first time I played it, and mm-hmm. even now, like if I played it now, I'd still probably feel the exact same way that I felt. Yeah, it's in- it really is incredible. Yeah, like, um, they have they have mm, not the most variety, but they do have variety in their environments. Mm-hmm. Right, they have a desert, they have a snow area. Yeah, there's um at one point you when you're leaving the desert, you fall into. Um, an underground ruin. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's still very sandy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of cool, though. There's, like, it's under a ruin, but, you know, so it's much darker pitched. Yeah. Um, the colors are super different than everything you've just been through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, you that's when you start finding monsters that want to eat you because they don't want you to go on your journey. <laughs> it's just very, like, it really draws you in. Mm-hmm. And I think... 
that's just something, and it's kind of something about all the games that I've been talking about. The environments really put you in the world itself. Yeah. And yes. It, and it makes you want to be there. It makes you want to keep going. When something happens to you, you feel like it's happening to you. Yeah. 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 It's one of those things like you you know you're supposed to go forward, but at the same time they're telling you like you know like sit back and enjoy this yeah. journey. Like yeah. Like there's so much to just like there's something to be said about just wanting to sit down on top of a hill and just be like wow. Yeah. Like oh my goodness. They, that game company, like, good job. Good job, guys. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Um, yeah, and everything isn't necessarily realistic, right? Like, there's, um, like, there, the sand is realistic. They put a lot of work in the sand. Christian like, fly. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is realistic. But, like, um, Day 9 was saying, like, kind of like the snow and the way the snow reacts, like, isn't necessarily, like, how snow actually reacts. Right. But, um, because, like, it kind of goes into your face, and you're, like, going towards, like, I don't know, it's... Well, I, I don't know if you've ever been stuck in a snowstorm. I haven't. I'm I, from California. I personally haven't either, but I've <laughs> been in snow when snow's been hitting my face, and that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's hard to walk against the wind. Yeah, I, I forgot what Dana was saying. There's something about, like, the snow physics that wasn't necessarily realistic, but the way they did it... Yeah, it, you don't notice. Right, it yeah. it just felt like it felt right mm-hmm. as you're going against the snow, like icy wind and stuff. You're like, it's still amazing. It, yeah. It's annoying because you're like fighting the wind. Right. Yeah, there. I could totally see where he's coming from with that. Like, there are there's a part, and it's at, the, at least for me, it was at the very end mm-hmm. where you're going up the end of your hill, and then I'm not going to spoil it because I really think everyone should experience the end for themselves. Mm-hmm. But you know, like you're walking up this. Like this tall mountain and there's snow blowing in your face, but like whatever direction you're turning, the snow is like always coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is exactly. Ah, oh. <laughs> Kristen, good job. <laughs> it's like that's not how wind or snow works, but you're so invested in it, and then your character's kind of freezing to death at this point. <laughs> so you kind of don't really care which way the snow's coming because you're like, please get up, like walk faster, yeah, yeah, yeah. like don't die. Right. In a way that. Um, like unrealism puts you into the world more though because mm-hmm. like if wind's blowing the other direction it's just something you can kind of <laughs> blow off <laughs> but um <laughs> but but um with the wind constantly facing you it, it's just like you're in it and you really feel it like no matter where you're going it yeah puts you in the journey more yeah um let us continue on with the music. I've heard the soundtrack multiple times oh, yeah. already. So the guy who composed it, his name's Austin Wintory or Wintory. I don't know how to pronounce his Wintory. last name, but he was probably the best possible choice for this, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Again, it's one of those soundtracks that has to be with that game because it's what puts you in the world as well. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Environmentally, it is a phenomenal game to look mm-hmm. at. The music is what really... It's like the glue that holds it together. <sighs> You're so right. <laughs> You're so right. It's so good. Um, yeah, the music is phenomenal. I I listen to it at work yeah. as, I, as I go through the journey of computer science. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> I crack this code. <laughs> 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 oh, 
that one. Yeah, exactly. Wow, that, that was, was like a perfect <laughs> on the nose right <laughs> interpretation of my daily life. <laughs> um, yeah, so like everything. Oh my gosh, just just so much to be said, but just you can't describe it. Yeah. About the journey. Yeah, like I, I this game is actually just really hard for me to talk about because I don't know how to fully describe this game. Yes. The game is an experience. Mm -hmm. Like every person experiences it kind of differently. Yeah. For me, it was groundbreaking. Like mm -hmm. it was really just probably one of the most like the best games I played. Yeah. Like the moment I played it, I was like, I knew this was like my top. Game. <laughs> like I did. It was. It's like my number one game. Oof. Good like, choice. this is a game that I could absolutely play over and over and over again. Mm. Yes. And and on that point about playing it over and over again, have you... Have you... You played it on online, right? I was just about to start talking about that. Yes! So, that game company did a really interesting thing with this game. Yes. The game is always online. You are always online when you're playing this game. Mm-hmm. So the first time you play it, um, you know, if there's still people playing it, um, sometimes on your journey, you'll run into somebody else. Yes. And spoilers, someone from the internet. <laughs> it's just someone else playing the game. Mm -hmm. You don't know that, though. Like I said, you can't, like, talk to the... Like, you can't... There's The only way you can communicate is through song. Yeah. Like, you sing little notes to each other, and then every time you sing, you kind of, like, jump up a little bit. And it's it, like a little ping, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, but every... Um, like person makes a different sound. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's no not. It's way. not the same. Oh wow. Yeah. So they. But when you're first playing this game, you don't know that. Like the first time I played it, and you know, I read a bunch of reviews. Like other people didn't know mm. that this was not actually just some random NPC in the game. This is actually someone else going on your journey with you. Yeah. Yes. And then that was also so personal and so intimate. Mm -hmm. Someone you don't even know is experiencing the exact same thing you are. Mm -hmm. yeah. The first time I, or first or second time I played it, I actually was very fortunate enough to have someone who went through it with me the, all, the entire time. Oh, nice. And he had, I guess, played it enough that he knew where all like the little glowing spots were. Mm -hmm. That's how I figured out where everything was. Because he guided me on my journey. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so beautiful. I know. Like, it's so good. And you really don't know how many people you run into until the end of the game when the credits are rolling. Mm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, after the credits are rolling and it's done, it, like, you know, it's stopped on a desert scene. Mm. Um, and then, like, it, the text pops up and it's, like, players you met on your journey. No way. And it's list like, the first couple times I played it, it was, like, two full lists of people. Whoa. Like, you don't think it's that many different people, but it is. There's so many other people involved in this story that you aren't even aware of. Mm. Wow. And that's kind of crazy in itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how... No one knows exactly how the game mechanics work in terms of multiplayer, but basically you're in your own world, maybe you join someone else's, like, you don't really know. Kind of, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you just start playing the game, and out of nowhere... You show up in someone's world, and they show up in yours. Yeah, and it's, um, and it really is someone else showing up in your world or you're in theirs. It's never crowded. Yeah. It's never, like, tons there, of, like, Well, there's never more than one person at a time. Right. Yeah. Right. And, um, and the, the way they design multiplayer is, again, beautiful, as 
Kristen was saying, there isn't there isn't like a voice mechanic or like a talking over the thing. So you're not like you know playing the game and all of a sudden like some dude's voice like, hey, come this way, guys. Fuck your couch. Fuck your couch. <laughs> you're not gonna get people with deep voices and playing. Hey, c- come over here, guys. <laughs> like, oh wait, no, that's true. All the little youngins are playing shooters yeah yeah Damn. so there yeah you have like <laughs> lame college students like me who are playing journey <laughs> parker just coerced me into doing my 14 year old voice <laughs> it's a trap. um but yeah you don't hear their voice right so if you're not like you're not playing it all of a sudden you lose the immersion because you know yeah. some, someone else's voice comes mm-hmm. in it's just you some other person and you feel like oh we do have a hard time communicating, which is part of the journey. It's just like, yeah. I can't tell you what I'm thinking, but you can spam that button. Though. But they give you, yeah, they give you the simplest of communication tools, which is like some notes and a big burst, which is used for other things too. Mm-hmm. That's all they give you. And yeah. it's like, you know, um, there's something to be said about how much you can communicate with something so simple. Right. Yeah. Like, so the few, the amount of times I've played it, like, it's interesting how you guide each other without saying anything. Yeah. Like, that was new, mm-hmm. to, at least to me. It, I'd never done anything like that. You know, it, you play this game, and suddenly you'll run across someone. If you don't know what you're doing, they can, like, run, and they'll ping you. Yeah. And, like, you can run over, and, like, if you're really happy, you just got, you guys just keep, like, pushing the ping button, and you just keep doing that, and then mm-hmm. you'll go on. Or, like, if you're trying to lead someone, you'll be like, hey, come here, but with your ping, and then you'll keep, then you'll run away, mm-hmm. or you'll wait for them to yeah. come to where you are, and then you'll both go together. Mm-hmm. Like, it really depends on the players. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's, it was just really interesting how you're never really taken out of your environment. Yeah. With it. Yeah. And, um, and speaking of the environment, so, the game, we were saying it's a desert, and there's different environments, um, but the, the world itself feels very lonely right yeah it's a vast desert it's a vast you know whatever and you just see like endless sand or like endless sky and you're by yourself you don't know who you are what your story is you're just on this journey and you're like wow you know i'm I'm by myself Mm -hmm. i don't know what's going on and then someone comes and says like and he doesn't say anything but he just comes and he's like you know let's do this together and it's yeah it's like okay yeah, like, it, if you play the game, like, just you, like, it is very lonely. You're the only person in this world. Mm-hmm. There's no one else. Yeah. Like, it's just you going through the desert, going through this underground ruin, trying to survive going up this mountain by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, but sometimes you get someone else with you, and it just... You don't feel lonely anymore. Yeah. Like, just having yeah. one extra person there, like, you just kind of bond, and you don't feel that way anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it was... Well. It was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I know we say that a lot about all the stuff, but you know, just the whole mechanic of it, and just the way that they make like the emotion that they're invoking in this yes. is very profound. Yes, like you're you're alone, but you're never alone. Right. Without explicitly saying anything, you feel it. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's incredible. Um, I know one of our previous guests, Kevin, he was talking about. Uh, journey with me and he was saying the the multiplayer um, feeling of just you finish something and you just want to sit down and look at the view yeah and your and your journey partner just sits down with you it's just like 
yeah, if you get someone that actually sits down with you, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, you've accomplished this thing together without saying anything. Yeah. And But you've done it together. Mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. just you, like, taking on this task alone. Yeah. Like, yep. someone has joined you and experienced everything you've just done mm-hmm. with you. Yeah, and it's like... You're not saying anything, but there's so much to be said about some dude sitting down with you, and you're just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> and uh, and even if they, like, fly away, you never feel like you're like, oh, like, jerk, or like, you know, I mean, you, you sometimes, but, <laughs> like... So, it, you know what, some people don't want to play with another person. Yeah. And that, that was another fun thing about it, like, not everyone wants to do it with somebody else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They want to do it themselves. Yeah. You don't have to go through it with someone else. Like, you can entirely... Like, you could play this whole game. You know, you could run into as many people as possible that the game will allow you. And you can still just go do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, someone could help you out with something, and then you both part ways. Yeah, yeah. You don't necessarily have to keep playing it together. Whether you do or not is kind of, like, the choice and, like, that intimate part that mm-hmm. I'm saying, like, really brings you together if you decide... To like stick together throughout the whole thing, or even if you just help someone for a second to beat something, and then you go away, mm-hmm. like that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Like, but it's still very personal. Yeah. It's very touching. It it feels like an actual journey, right? Like people do come and go, mm-hmm. right? People are like can help you out for a little bit and leave, or people you know meet and then they're like you know yeah they don't say anything, but them flying away is just saying so much about like. You know, I have to continue my journey on my own or something. There's so much to be said without saying anything at all. I know. And and tying the whole multiplayer together is that the game is so immersive and so beautiful that people want to play it again. Right. And that's what brings the game full cycle. Yeah. It's so good. It's really... I, I, like, I'm at a loss for it. It's all true. Just play it. <laughs> I, I hear that playing the game single player, like, no no one else, is a very different experience. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, this game, even though, you know, as people, we're not going through a desert, we're not traversing through ruins and mm-hmm. up a mountain, it mimics real life in a very... in a very different way. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, in a way that every person has experienced. We've all gone through things in our own life that we've done by ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like you said, people come and go. Some people are only there to help us for what we need, and then they'll be gone. Yeah. You know, and this game does that, like, that's explicitly what it's doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, whether you find someone to stick it out with you throughout the whole thing, or whether they come and go. Yeah. Like, that was the thing that I didn't really realize until after playing it for a while, but this game is very good at mimicking how real life yeah. works. Yeah. Just... Oh, and there's just so much emotion in it. Yeah. With, everybody's journey is different. Oh. <laughs> that's so well said, Kristen. <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Okay, um, do you have anything else to add about this beautiful game? I do. Um... I actually made... So, even though you don't really talk to anybody, mm-hmm. um, at the end, it gives you, like, the people that you've run into, or, like, mm-hmm. if you've only run into, like, one person. Because, like, you can choose to only run and, like, hang out with one person throughout the game if you choose to do that. It, like, gives you their, like, all the people's, like, usernames. Yeah. I actually talked 
with a couple of the people that I played with. No way! Yeah, like, I like would write down their usernames, and I'd message them, and be like, thank you for experiencing this with me. Like, <laughs> it's very touching. And, like, I actually had, like, legit conversations with these no, people so like cool. about this game, and just stuff like that. It was really cool. That like, is... Just connecting without even saying anything. Like, that was really interesting. And then we parted ways. Like, I haven't talked to them since. I don't... Mm -hmm. Like, if I messaged them now, it would probably be really weird. <laughs> like, at that time, it was just very, like... Very, again, very personal, very intimate. Wow. You now we went on a journey together. And it's like... That's like the the post-journey where you guys just, like... Yeah. Sit down together and talk about it. Oh, man. <laughs> that is so cool. I know for Day 9, when he was playing through it... Because mm -hmm. he was streaming it. So his viewers were watching him going through his journey. So he was like, if any of my journey partners are my viewers, do like like nine short bursts or something, or like three long bursts or like something, some pattern like that. Mm -hmm. And then he found a viewer and it was so neat because yeah. he was just like, oh my gosh, it's a viewer. Like, hello. <laughs> and the viewer is just like, you know, like the longest scarf ever, just mm -hmm. helping him through the game. But it was just like, on chat, he's like, guys, that's me! And it's like, oh, man, that's <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So many ways to play it. Yeah. Yeah, um, man, okay. Yes, everyone, play this game. Um, I am guilty because I just watched it, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm shaking my head in dissatisfaction. Yeah, I, I am disappointed in myself, too. So, um... I don't have a PS3, which is kind of a problem, but everyone who does, or if you don't, go get one mm -hmm. and go play it. Oh, also on PS4 now, I believe. Yeah, yeah, they uh, remastered it. Apparently it's much better, no, but I don't, I don't know how it could be, but that's just what I've been told. No way. I don't believe it. I mean, I'll believe it when I see it, but you know. <laughs> I don't have a PS4 and I don't anticipate getting one. That's incredible. Anytime soon, at least. Um, so, looking for the PS4 version, I, I don't see any differences, but, I mean, it's for a whole gen difference, so yeah. I'm sure it's... They might have upped the graphics? Yeah, CRISPR, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, Kristen. Hello. <laughs> Those were amazing top threes. Thank you. We got uh, Shadow of the Colossus, Okami, and Journey. All highly recommended. Um, and on my queue, yes, you, you guys are welcome. <laughs> but um, but yes, thank you so much, Kristen, for coming onto the show tonight. Yeah, thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. I was expecting. Well, so I wanted to do a different cast, <laughs> but Chris wouldn't let me. <laughs> Kristen wanted to do uh, a bottom three cast, but here at NPC Talk, we are not quite ready for that. So, um, for now, we get the top three. If you guys want to hear bottom three, please comment on my website, incarnot.com slash npctalk, or on the iTunes comment thing. Uh, any social media, whatever, you can uh, get ask for requests. Want to be on the show? Let me know. Um, but yeah, maybe one day we'll have a bottom three cast. That's, I'm okay waiting. <laughs> Kristen loves to talk shit about games. <laughs> games I don't like. Oh, God. And I, like, don't like two games. <laughs> one day. One day. Um, but, yeah. And, Parker, thank you for uh, for being our lovely audience. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Always a pleasure. Yes. Um, 
and this is episode 24 of NPC Talk. My name is Inkernaut, and thank you so much for listening, but for tonight guys, we are out.